Whoa, 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 whoa. Why y'all so happy? Hey, you don't know. Charvette Mitchell is on the radio. It's time to get motivated, excited, and influenced. Why? It's the Charvette Mitchell Radio Show, live from Richmond, Virginia. And now, here to motivate, excite, and influence you, Charvette, Charvette Mitchell. Well, hello, 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 everyone, and welcome to the Charvette Mitchell Radio Show, broadcasting from the capital city of Richmond, Virginia. But guess what? Heard all across the world, wide web. Hello to all of our listeners that are tuning in on the phone lines, all of our listeners that are coming in from social media, from Facebook Live, hey now, uh, from Twitter, from Instagram, and of course, all of our broadcast stations. We say hello, and thank you so much for checking us out here. Here live on the Charvette Mitchell Radio Show. Hope the weather is amazing wherever you are. Uh, thank you and shout out to Latanya Boyd that's listening in with us and others that will be joining us throughout the broadcast. So let me tell you who is on the show today. Yes, 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 I'm excited uh, whenever I have the opportunity to feature and spotlight other dynamic ladies. You know what? You know the goal of my show is to motivate, excite, and influence, and that's what we do over here uh, on the Charvette Mitchell Radio Show around these here parts. That's exactly what we do. Hey, Erica Lynn, thanks for listening in. Hey, Francesca, thanks for listening in. Hey, Shandia, thank you for listening in uh, live here on the Charvette Mitchell Radio Show. So let's jump in. And talk about who we have today uh, Hanging out with me in the virtual green room I'm going to be bringing her up momentarily I know she's enjoying some virtual snacks while in there uh, Melanie Painter is joining us She is an author She's a motivational speaker She is an entrepreneur She's the founder of Melanie Motivate Which is a personal development training company And I am telling you what, she has an amazing book out. She's the author of Dancing at the Crossroad. Dancing at the Crossroad. You've got to listen in and hear all all about it. Uh, She is passionate about improving the quality of life. Uh, and encouraging women, she's and she's passionate about that. So we're going to get to hear all uh, about it. And then we want you to hang around. We want you to stay tuned. We want you to keep it locked right here on the Charvette Mitchell Radio Show as we roll into our second segment in the second half of the hour. We're going to be talking to author and publisher Latoya Chandler. She is going to be joining us in the virtual green room. Listen. She is amazing. She's an author. She's a publisher. She's a mentor with over 20 books credited to her name. Yep, you heard me right, 20. She is the voice of reason and inspiration for many published and aspiring authors. Uh, So listen, if you're an author, you definitely want to keep it locked and listen in uh, to hear uh, what she has to say. She's definitely on the watch list. She is definitely on the watch list. All right. So let's go ahead uh, and bring our guest, our first guest, up to the mic again. Uh, thank you for all those that are listening in live and joining us live. Uh, hello, Selena. Thank you so much for uh, joining us and also sharing out about the show. All right. So going to the green room, running up. We're bringing Melanie up to the mic right now. Uh, Melanie is coming live on the Charvette Mitchell Radio Show. Hello. How are you doing today? Hey, Charvette. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. All right, so I hear an accent. 
I hear uh, something different in your voice. So you know, I know you probably get that question a lot. Tell us, tell us where that's from. It's from all the way from Trinidad and Tobago. I'm Trinidad. Trinidad and Tobago. I bet it's beautiful right now. I bet it's beautiful. It sure is. Wonderful. All right. So let's talk about uh, all of the great things you have have going on. Uh, let's talk about Melanie Motivates. Tell us a little bit about uh, about that. Okay, so Melanie Motivates is a new uh, development training company, and the idea for Melanie Motivates came out, um, I think, sometime at the beginning of the year, this year, when I finished writing the book and I published, and I just thought about, what about creating a space for women of color to talk about, have them rediscover love for themselves and, you know, just inspire them to lead a more authentic life and feel more confident, secure, and in control. Um, I had a lot of friends, I have a lot of friends who have a lot of ideas, but they're just very fearful of putting them out there. And so I said, mm. you know what, I would challenge myself to take on that role, um, to help them do that. Because I feel we can't die with our gifts inside of us. And I rediscovered my gifts um, after I lost my mom. So after going through all the pain and the emotional stuff, writing the book and publishing it, I told myself, I said, let me do something for someone else. And so that's where that Melanie Motivate comes, comes from. It's everyday self-care tips. It's helping with transformation and helping you to understand this is who I was. This happened to me. It doesn't define me as a person, but it helps me to take those experiences and use them, find my power in them and push forward. And that's what Melanie push Motivate is all about. Yes. Wow. Well, first of all, let's let's recognize uh, certainly your um, your passion around this, and uh, certainly sincerest uh, sincerest condolence concerning your mom, her transition. Uh, and we know this is Mother's Day uh, weekend coming up, so we salute and celebrate moms. And I love that you have turned uh, and instead of focusing on yourself only looked to help other people and so we want to acknowledge you we want to acknowledge you for that uh, is there a way for people to connect online um, a, a fan page on Facebook anything like that yes I do have I have a group actually on Facebook it's called motivated to move and that will be uh, facebook.com slash groups slash motivated to move um, I also have the Melanie Motivate site. If you sign up on my site, um, you'll be getting free tips. You can also follow me at, at Mel Motivate, at M-E-L-L Motivate, on Twitter and Instagram. And, of course, just my name, Melanie Painter, on Facebook. All right. So, and shout out to Aunt a lot of places to connect. And shout out yep. to uh, Joy Francis, who is uh, tuning in to support hashtag Melanie Motivates. Thanks, Joy, uh, for, for tuning in for that. You know, why do you think people need motivation? Do we have, do you think motivation comes and goes? Do you think there are people who stay motivated all the time? What's, what's your take on that? Um, this is a really good question. I've been kind of toying with this and wanting to do a blog post on it. I think I think what I've recognized with a lot of people is that unless you're intrinsically motivated, like me, I'm intrinsically motivated. It comes from within, and I've always been that way. But a lot of people depend on outside things to motivate them. So, for instance, if you tell them, like when you're a kid, and they tell you, okay, if you uh, do your work or you get like a 90 out of 100 or 100 out of 100, you aim for an A, 
I'll buy you this special toy. I think mm-hmm. it's from that cycle where you expect something at the end. But if there's no expectation and you're intrinsically motivated, you will keep going until you get you have that deep down desire to get what you want. I think a lot of times too, it's the purpose. What are you doing? Why are you doing what you're doing? And how does that really? That has to be the thing that makes you want to get up in the morning and pushes you out there. It has to be bigger than you, and bigger than the vision that you have for yourself. And I think once you get to that point, you start moving, and your movement is not dependent on anything that happens outside. So I think a oh, lot of wow. us have it. It's just that we don't really dig deep enough to really find it. I speak to a lot of people on a daily basis, and they seem motivated, but it seems like they need to have. There's a dependency to have something pushing them along, and that's okay too. Because accountability and you know all of that is really great. So I'm wow, to pushing them along. Yeah, and I love how your bio says. Um, your chief motivator. You are a, yep. a chief motivator and a life <laughs> engineer. And so you do um, you do some Facebook Live, uh, Hard Talk with Mel. Hard Talk yes. with Mel, uh, which is a new a new series. Tell us a little bit about that. Okay, so Hard Talk with Mel, as you said it to you, I did my first one um, last week introducing the group. Not as sharp as you, Chavez, but I'm going to get there. <laughs> But Hard Talk, hard talk <laughs> oh. with Mel is really, um, it's going to be about talking about the things in the black community that I feel we, we, we consider taboo. Like when I was growing up, my mom didn't talk to me about sex. She put a book on my desk in my room because there was no con- real conversation. And she waited until I was doing biology. So it's things around um, stuff in the black community that we consider taboo we talk we, we don't talk about grief grief is something when we lose someone everybody says you know just get over it oh gosh you're going to be okay and it's like we're almost afraid to be emotional and be vulnerable with people and I feel like we lack that a lot we need to talk about um abuse there's abuse widespread in our community we need to bring those things up so I want to bring some thought leaders who have been working with a lot of people um, over the years, uh, doctors, uh, psychologists, therapists, and then other people who are just doing their own thing, who are also intrinsically motivated and have information that we could share with women of color um, in the community to just get them to be their best selves. That's my end goal, really. I'll be, I'll be, okay. I'll be one bringing the information to you. So. Wonderful, wonderful. Yeah. We will keep our eye on that, and it certainly, um, certainly is needed. Certainly is needed. Uh, hello, Crystal Lee. Thank you for joining us. Hello, Arthur Latanya Boyd, who's who's tweeting and chatting, um, being motivated, hey, knowing that it's <laughs> hey, Latanya, uh, being motivated, knowing that it's bigger than you. Hashtag Melanie motivate. All right, and so you segued me into talking about your book, just what you just said there, and. Um, the difficult conversations around grief and perhaps right. expectations around around grief. So let's talk a little bit about dancing at the crossroad, where in this book you, you take the opportunity to share really an intimate journey of, of discovering, you know, the power that you had within you um, to overcome, you know, grief, grieving and the right. loss of your mother. Talk a little bit about how this even how you even decided to sit down and write a book about this? <laughs> uh, it wasn't really a sit down and think about writing a book. My mentor mm. at the time, on the day that my mom passed, 
she passed very early this morning. Like five thirty, and I called my men's office. Like she, she's the only person I knew would be up at that time. And I said, "Listen, I have this issue. She's in the hospital. She hadn't even passed yet." And she told me the first thing she said is, "Everything's going to be okay." But once you know, we we got the news, and I realized this was it. This was the final. She said to me, "Mel, you need to start journaling. Just write everything down every day." Just how you're feeling to help you through the process. And I started doing it. And some days I would be defiant. I wouldn't do it. Because some days you're not really in the mood to pick up a book and really do anything. But I started jotting things down on my phone. So the book became, it was actually my journal compiled over about three and a half years of me doing continuous writing. And one day I just decided, let me just put this together in a book. Maybe it'll help somebody. And along the way, um, a couple of my very close friends were posing the questions, like one in particular. I remember having anxiety. I always get anxiety because my mom died around Thanksgiving. And I always get anxiety around then. And I was telling her, I said, look, I don't feel so good. I just want to lay in my bed. And she said, why don't you write a list of all the things you're grateful for today? And that was one of the hardest things for me to do, Charlotte. It was just like, how do you write? about what you're grateful for because my mom is not here. I don't have anything else to be grateful for. It mm. took me a few days to really to get to that point where I could even write one thing down. But I included it in the book because it's what I knew that people would go through. You know, it, it was an experience that I had and I wanted people to, I wanted to help somebody else along and say, look, this is what will happen. But even if it takes you five days, 10 days, 365 days to get to this point, you'd always remember that you have to write this thing down and you, you need to get to that point. And it also helped me with the journaling too, um, to look back. Once I wrote, I looked back and I saw, oh, I felt this way, I don't feel this way anymore. So that's what confirmed for me that I was actually getting better and I was kind of coming oh. out of it. Yes, so that's what that journaling does. Um, that's powerful. I respect the process, so yes, it is, it is. Wow. So that's how the book how actually can... came about. That's how it came about, and I think that's so powerful that the documentation of your, the process <laughs> turned mm-hmm. around and then documented the healing uh, right. as well. That documenting that that gratefulness and that that gratitude uh, in in a place where, like you said, at a at a really at a dancing uh, at the crossroad. How did the title come about? <laughs> that was really funny. I was hanging out with a friend in Miami. And um, she was going through a rough weekend that, at that time as I was there visiting. And um, I don't know what it is she said. And she said, Mel, I don't feel like, I feel like I'm in limbo in life. And I was just trying to come up with a name for the book. And I said, you mean, like I said, you need to read my, uh, my script or something. She said, I feel like I'm in limbo. Just, you know, and I said, like dancing? She said, I'm at the crossroad. And I said, you mean like dancing at the crossroad? And she's like, oh, my gosh the name for the book and I was like oh my that's gosh yes the name for the book so that's exactly how I felt I felt like I was dancing you're at this crossroad because you're not sure if you're supposed to go left right up or down you know you just lost someone that's near and dear to you life doesn't make sense nothing makes sense and you just feel like the emotion of where do I go up down left right you feel like this little puppet having to make this huge decision for life and you're not sure which road you're going to take you know but it's interesting that the word dancing came up because often when we think about dancing, it's joyous, it's fun, I'm partying, partying, 
you know, that's, mm-hmm. it's so interesting that that word happened to this all just kind of came together, I think, which signifies um, that, that motivation that you bring and, and that gratitude right. around all of this. How can people purchase the book? The book is available right now on Amazon in both paperback and ebook. You can get it directly from my site um, at, at melaniemotivates.com under the section of the store section. I have it on there. It's linked to Amazon. Um, and very soon it will be available um, worldwide in bookstores. So right now it's just online. All right. Awesome. Paper, and what's your and main e-book. paperback and ebook? And what's your main e-book. website mm-hmm. address? Uh, MelanieMotivates.com M-E-L-L-A-N-Y Motivates.com all right, there you have it. There you have it. And again, uh, we uh, this the timing of of this, and certainly um, the season that we're in. I think it's just uh, it. I, God orchestrates things, I, and, and and sometimes I don't even have anything to do with it. But I think um, that having this conversation around uh, dancing at the crossroad this week in particular um, is just you know just something that just is powerful for people that are that are listening in. So for someone that is listening in saying perhaps maybe I haven't gone through the loss of a mother or a loved one, but somebody else around me is going through, you know, sometimes you're like, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. What what do you Mm -hmm. say to the person that's the support system of someone that has lost a loved one? Um, I get I get this question a lot of times, and I don't think it's so much in the saying as much as as it is in the doing. And I can only tell you from my experience because everybody's experience is probably going to be different. But I will say this: when I was going through my own little grief, it meant more what people did than what they said. So, for instance, I'd go to a friend's house, or she'd invite me over, and if I wasn't in the mood to, you know, be festive. She just let me sit on her couch and sleep or sit on her porch and just be, be there. She'd make me a cup mm. of tea or give me a glass of water and allow me to just be in that moment. And I think it's, it's critical to like connect with the person on a level that's just not, not always physical. I, I mean like emotional. Like you mm. should know people to the point of if you know they're going over the edge or if they're, they're pretty much okay. Because a lot of times like me, I didn't want to share a lot of things. A lot of my very close friends didn't know what was the depth of what I was going through because I didn't know how to deal with it. And that's something yeah. I think is lacking in our community as well. We don't have... I, did, I went to a therapist, but I went one time and I was dealing with some other things in my life that she told me I needed to deal with first in order to get past the grief. So for mm. me, it wasn't so much, you know. But I feel it's more in the doing, you know, just... If you have to bake a pie and take it over there every day, then that's what you do. Because at the end of the day, the person will know, you know, this person cared. I may not want to have a conversation, but you can still check in on me in different ways. I feel that makes a big, big impact. It makes a big difference. Well said. Not in the what you say. It's in the doing. It's in the doing. Doing. Yeah. And so on Amazon, listeners, you know this is just reality radio over here. So... While you were talking, I just jumped over to Amazon, and of course, Amazon um, is a great place from a customer review standpoint, Uh, and so there are all five-star reviews from uh, past uh, purchasers of the book. There's one reviewer that says, Dancing at the Crossroad, a must-read 
Dancing at the Crossroad. Uh, this was a good book based on a true story. The author really captured my attention. I just couldn't put this book down. I read the book in one evening. And that's from one of the uh, reviewers. Uh, how does that make you feel when you when you hear those types of reviews? It makes me feel very proud, a little bit this week, because I have to go through my own little emotional roller coaster to get to this point. But um, I think it was necessary. So now that I have gone through it, I can help somebody else along. Um, so I feel very proud about this. Very proud Wonderful. that it's helping somebody else. Yep. Absolutely. That is helping. Somebody else. I can't fail to mention that uh, you spent uh, a few years as a column contributor for Trinidad and Tobago's iconic newspaper, Vox Magazine. Uh, talk a little bit about that. Oh, that was in my young days. Um, <laughs> Listen, it's still Vox worthy of <laughs> recognition. Right. It was like my first real national writing experience. I loved writing back then, and I... Um, there was a crew of, of young people who just uh, took over the newspaper, the newspaper, and we wrote a lot of, um, I don't know, current affairs, political stuff. Everybody had their niche, and I think I used to write a lot about. Um, I always was interested in helping people get past their hurts and their pains. I think I wrote a lot about um, STDs back then, because you know, sexual diseases were rampant at the time among um, mm. the young, the, 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 the teens. And I felt like, you know, we need some education. Like, we need to know what we're getting into when we have having sex. Like, if you're not resp- if the other person is not responsible enough, then you need to, you know, know how to handle your own situation. And so I wrote a lot about um, STDs back then. That's a lot of what I, I contributed to the column. But it was a really nice time um, dealing with, there were designers and the graphic designers. We had comic um, strip designers, all that kind of stuff. So it was really fun. Everybody had their own little niche, and we all came together. We met once a week at the uh, Express House, and we just did our thing. And I have to give a shout out to Dennis Tay, who who was the head of that back then. He was just like our our guide back then, and he's still in the industry. So shout out to Dennis um, at the Guardian. Wonderful, and I want to bring that up just to show uh, the diversity in your in your writing. And um, I'm sure back then you you probably didn't think that you would have a book out, uh, perhaps like this. Uh, but you've certainly been uh, writing and have exercised that skill. So the goal of my show is to motivate, excite, and influence. Uh, what continues to motivate you? Um. You know, Shavet, um just knowing that I have a story within me that I can share. And, you know, my pal Ray Holiday says that you shouldn't die with your gifts inside of you. And I feel like that's the thing that makes me, that keeps me going. Like, I have mm. so much to share, but I have to give them all away before my time is up. You know, and when I think about my mom, she was, a, she was an educator. She was a teacher all her life, and she didn't just teach in the classroom. Out of the classroom, she was still that person. Anywhere she went, we went to the beach, she was still a teacher. I'd let mom relax. But that's, that's what really kept her going. And she really shared her gifts with the world. So I feel like I want to continue that tradition along. And um, just I just get up every day with, with a fresh start, and I know I have to do more. Because, you know, time is not ours. I learned that the hard way, so. Yeah. It is not ours, uh, but uh, we're going to 
do what we got to do while we're here and enjoy it uh, while while we are here. Uh, Again, shout out to all of our listeners that are uh, listening in uh, live on the phone lines. We see you, those that are listening in from all of our broadcast stations and rebroadcast stations and our live listeners on Facebook Live. Hey, now. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Thank you so much for joining. All right. Uh, And so... Tell us a little bit about what's next for you. What is up the road, down the corner uh, for you, Melanie? Well, um, that's I big, mean, right? Is, <laughs> no, of course not. This is just the start. <laughs> just, yes. expanding, just expanding the platform of Melanie Motivates and maybe taking it to a corporate level, taking it worldwide. I really do intend to travel at some point, so... Everything that I'm doing now is really um, setting the foundation for that and just taking this um, campaign worldwide. I feel like, you know, there's enough people out there that we could help. It's, it's not just in the U.S., so it's not in the Caribbean. It's, it's like everywhere. Everybody needs help somewhere. Just to find those areas and just go in there and make a big impact. So maybe the next time you hear about me. That is international. You know, a lot of people drop the international. That's international when you're thinking about the world, U.S. and Caribbean and all of that. Now, are you based in uh, the United States or are you uh, in the Caribbean? Oh, okay. Do you get to go back and travel? You know, I do. I I haven't been back to Trinidad for about six years because it's about the time that my mom died. So I just... I haven't gotten to the point yet where I really want to face that again. It's kind of lonely to go back, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And the last time I was there, I had a really hard time um, dealing with just being in that atmosphere. So I'm I'm still in that healing process. It doesn't really just disappear, but you you take it in in stride. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's another thing, like you said, about um, our community perhaps not talking about grief as much as we should, right. that it is a process. It looks different for everyone. There's no timeline that you can assign to it, right? Um, right. There's no and, – and sometimes it'll – for those that are listening, if you haven't experienced um, the loss of a, a family member or immediate family, um, you know, sometimes you are prepared. And I lost my father um, – in 90, 1993, and so I can remember ha- being, you know, you go through and you go through all of the different um, cycles, but it'll be something, you know, 10 years later that'll catch you off guard. I remember my mother was right. moving houses, um, and she mm-hmm. was she was moving, and um, I had to go into um, like a, a garage area, and there was a tennis racket up on um up on like a, a shelf and it just I just paused and it, it made me stop and just have a moment because my father taught me to play tennis. I know it don't, may not look like it right now y'all but I was I, I did okay in the seventh grade and the eighth grade but it was just that seeing that tennis racket uh, and this was again right. several years later and just had you know had me do that pause so uh, wow. We, you know, we recognize that. Do you, do you see that? And have you uh, talked to other people who have, ex- you know, experienced that? All the time. Um, during my the early part of my healing process, I know I met this one lady who was 20 years grieving, and she hadn't even mm-hmm. started to heal yet. She was just mad at her family because on the day they were squabbling over property from her mom and stuff like that. 
And I told myself that that day that I didn't want to be her. I didn't want to be 20 years later, still bitter and still not healed in any form or fashion, you know. Um, I think the best the, the best thing that people can do is, um, I call them waves. You kind of ride the waves. They're emotional waves and they come and go. And like you said, they're a trigger. So you, over time, you get to learn what your triggers are. Like I know my triggers is the time of year. Like Mother's Day is one of those triggers where I just want to be alone. Um, and kind of, you know, spend, spend quiet time reflecting on the things that my mom did for me um, mm-hmm. or Thanksgiving. But I know what those triggers are because I immediately, my body reacts before my brain even connects. I begin to pull away from everybody. I don't want to be with the family or, you know, I just want to be alone. And I have mm-hmm. to keep reminding myself that it's just a wave. You can ride the wave and then get past it because you know you're going to be stronger when you come out of it. It's like any other thing that you go through. Pain doesn't ever last forever, but you just have to kind of get get what the motion is and move. I just move. Yeah, I that's think good. That's good. That's a good analogy of the wave because waves are constantly coming in. You know, there there isn't a wave that that stayed forever. Um, right. Even if you know there, so way the on the seashore, and 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 maybe you got me thinking about the beaches because I'm thinking about Trinidad <laughs> and Tobago. <laughs> but uh, you know that that is uh, I love that analogy because the waves keep coming in. Like one wave, it, it's once it hits the shore, it's over. So it's like right. if you can if you can um, talk to yourself and your mind, and your body, and say, okay, this is you know, ride the wave out, and then you will come mm-hmm. up and come out of that. And you know what? I think that's good for. A, a lot of a lot more than grieving a a lost uh loved one it could be grieving a, a relationship breakup he's still right. alive she's still alive it could be grieving the right. loss of a house something happened with your income and, and you dream home and now it's in mm-hmm. for, foreclosure so any kind of loss um i think your your book would be good for that would, would you say that's a good assessment anyone dealing with any kind of loss I, it surely is it surely is Loss is loss. Yeah. It doesn't matter what you lost, you know. Loss is loss. It doesn't matter what you lost. Wow, there you go. Again, tell our listeners all of the different connection points and how they can keep up with you online. Sure. So you can connect with me on Twitter and Instagram, at MelMotivate. That's at sign, M-E-L-L, Motivate. On Facebook, it's just Melanie Painter. I also have a Facebook group. It's called Motivated to Move. Detective Facebook group is motivated with a number two. Move. Um, what else? My website is Melanie Motivate, M-E-L-L-A-N-Y, Motivate.com. And on there, I have all my social media connects. Um, send me an email, hello at MelanieMotivate.com. And I think that's about it. That's and of about course, it. the book is on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's on Amazon. So I, what I want to do is take a um, quick commercial break. If you have time to hang around a little longer, I'd love to get here um, maybe some advice you might give to someone who's uh, about to write uh, and um, perhaps, you know, the, the topic may be a little, a little bit of a tougher topic or, uh, or they're just getting ready to write. And so I'd love to um, go to commercial break. And if you can hang around a sure. few more minutes, love to give uh, get some advice from you that we could share with our listeners all right absolutely okay fabulous all right listeners uh we got more coming for you we're going to take a quick 
break. Melanie's going to hang out with us here. Uh, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and then we're going to be back here uh, on the Charvette Mitchell radio show. Don't you move. We'll be right back. We're going to be right back. Don't you move, I promise. Matter of fact, go ahead and share. If you're hanging out uh, on uh, Facebook, go ahead and share the Facebook Live out uh, to your friends. And if you're listening in from other locations, of course, share the link and all that good stuff, uh, and we would appreciate it. All right. It's the Charvette Mitchell Radio Show. Charvette will be back after this. Hello, we are 123jobzone.com, an online job search portal. We are user-friendly, and if you're searching for a job, with us, it's easy as 123. Step 1, go to www.123jobzone.com and register as a job seeker. Step 2, once registered, upload your resumes. Step 3, get connected with employers looking for people like you who are ready and willing to work. Don't forget to follow 123JobZone on Twitter and Facebook to find out more about our upcoming job fairs. What are you waiting for? Stop by 123JobZone.com today. Good luck with your job search. Spiritual Food for Thought. 31 inspirational quotes to jumpstart your day by LaTanya Boyd consists of inspirational messages that offer daily words of empowerment, Promote spiritual growth and development in the Lord Jesus Christ for your day-to-day living. Spiritual Food for Thought, 31 inspirational quotes to jumpstart your day. Available now on Kindle, ebook, and paperback. Log on to www.latiboyd.com. She's here to motivate, excite, and influence you. She's Charvette Mitchell. Charvette Mitchell. It's the Charvette Mitchell Radio Show with in-depth interviews from today's leading authors, gospel artists, stars that you want to know about. And now, Charvette Mitchell. All right, welcome back again to the Charvette Mitchell Radio Show. Uh, so glad to have all of those that are listening in, those that are listening in from my mobile app and from my podcast on iTunes. Hey now, thank you so much. Oh, and listen, before I forget, let me uh, tell my listeners I am offering a complimentary, not no-cost webinar uh, Thursday, May 11th, Thursday, May 11th at 7 p.m. Eastern. Just jump over over to joincharvette.com, joincharvette.com. This webinar is going to talk about the Facebook it factor, how to get the recognition that you deserve. This is squarely fits for entrepreneurs, small business owners, those that have a side hustle, side gig, listen, you selling Avon, you selling Tupperware, whatever it is, you need the Facebook it factor. What is it that makes you stand out uh, and help you attract clients on Facebook? And so I have a complimentary webinar I am offering uh, May 11th, Thursday, May 11th at 7 p.m. Eastern uh, on the East Coast here. And uh, if you're not able to listen and join live, no problem at all. Um, you will get access to the replay only if you register at joincharvette.com. Thanks for all those who have already scooped up their registration and will be in the His House uh, on uh, that Thursday. All right? So joincharvette.com to grab and get um, get access to that. All right, so we're moving back in. 
here. Uh, we are moving back in uh, to uh, finish up with Melanie. I'm bringing her back up to the mic. Uh, Melanie, we are back. All right, so I'd love for you to share some tips for those that are getting ready to write, uh, and maybe if, if it's a difficult or, or touchy subject, or any writer, uh, any tips you would share? Sure. Um, my first tip would be write from the heart. Don't try to get into the semantics of writing. Just write from the heart. Um, mm. Another one would be start marketing early. Don't wait until you start writing. Start, you know, start telling people about it now because what you want to do is build a tribe long before you even put the book out there and engage people because sometimes somebody might have an idea or they may have the same issue and you can incorporate it into the book. Um, so that would be another one. And then the other one would be crowdfund for, for pre-sales. It's what I did. Um, I crowdfunded my book, but the pre-sales, and then I was able to do my publishing after. You know, I, I can figure Ooh. out way how to yeah. So that was, that's a big one, a huge one. A huge one. Did y'all hear that, listeners? Yeah. There you go. See, we love to help you guys out. We always giving you, dropping your knowledge. Uh, well, Melanie, again, thank you so much for stopping by uh, the show, and we uh, certainly just wish you much more um, continued success. We wish you much more continued success, and we pray that um, blessings will abound for you and that you'll continue your healing process and that as you share your healing process, that it will heal other other people because certainly this is uh, much more bigger than than you, and um, we trust that healing will continue to grow in you. All right. Absolutely, and thank you so much, Robert. I just want to say I am available for speaking and teaching and for booking. Just contact uh, my PR, Latanya Boyd, at safeinorder at yahoo.com um, yes. for any speaking. If you have a group and you'd like me to speak on anything, self-awareness, being fearless, self-care, I'm the person. She is the person, Melanie Painter. And I've tagged her on Facebook, so those are good connection points. And if you're hanging out at charvet.com, there's a full blog post and a link to purchase the book. So pick up the book for yourself and for a friend. All right. Thank you, Melanie. Thank you for having me, Charvet. You're welcome. All right. We are moving right in. To our next segment, I have my next guest hanging out in the virtual green room. I'm bringing her up to the mic in just a second, LaToya Chandler. LaToya is an author, a publisher, a mentor with over 20 books credited to her name. She is the voice of reason and inspiration for many published and aspiring authors, and we're excited to uh, feature her on the show running to the mic right now. Uh, LaToya, you're live on the Charvette Mitchell Radio Show. Welcome. Welcome back. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Awesome. We're glad to have you. Uh, And so let's talk about, let's chat about what's going on in your world. Like 20 books under your belt, uh, you know, attributed to you. What's what's going on right now? Well, I didn't write all 20. (laughs) um, I'm a publisher also, so... Um, I published other authors' books at, as well, so I guess when it says credited to my name, that's where I was headed towards. <laughs> um, but right now, right now I'm working on my first Christian fiction book, which I am excited about. Being a uh, church, uh, raised on the pew of the church, I have to do this. <laughs> so. Um, 
I um it's a it's called Unspoken Words. It's about a um a pastor you know, he falls in love with one of his parishioners and his dream is to have a child, especially an heir, to follow in his footsteps and um the child was born deaf. And that causes mm. a lot of problems because that the pastor's like really um you know, very overly religious and he feels God doesn't make any mistakes. So this can't be of God and Basically, the book is going to be about healing and restoration. I've been through so much in my life, being a single mother of five, and I've I've endured a lot, a lot of things that should have completely taken me out. But by the grace of God, I'm still here in my right mind because there was at one point where, you know, I was at the train station, and I literally saw myself jumping in front of the train, but I stood there, and God said, I'm not done with you yet. I heard him loud and clear, so... I stood still because it's like you go through so many things in life and, you know, being raised in church, you're taught God's going to do what he's going to do it. But sometimes you need to know that it's not going to happen when you want it, how you Mm -hmm. want it, or the way that you want it. But can you still stand the test of time? So I've been standing and holding on by thread because everything that I've been through, but I'm glad that I I went through these challenges and these things because my goal is to help other women, other single moms, to let them know no matter what you've been through, what you're going through, you can make it. Every no is just a, it's a platform for your next yes. So that's just what I want to do and where I'm moving. I started in one area of writing, but it's like when it's in you, mm-hmm. when the word, like how David said, the word is hidden in my heart, <laughs> when it's in yeah. you, it's got to come out. So no matter what I wrote, there was always a message in there. But now I see how my writing has curved to a whole different direction. So I'm wow. I'm excited about it because I know that I didn't go through everything I went through not to be able to help somebody else. Absolutely. Listen, you just said ten messages in which in that opening <laughs> statement right there. And I just got to throw this in. I was in church last night. Uh, shout mm-hmm. out to Elder Roz Brown and shout out to Chief Apostle Olive C. Brown. And Elder Roz uh, Brown was preaching and she said, one of the things she said was God still has time. And mm-hmm. it may look late. It may look think, like things are past due. It may look like, God, why are you taking so long? He still he still has time. He's the author of time. So, mm-hmm. okay, so I, I, I think that's so powerful that you said we, we want things to happen. Uh, we just have to be conscious and be aware that they may happen in different timing um, than we are. In different are ways. Thinking. Yeah, mm. yeah. Mm-hmm. And in different ways. And so yeah. the shifting, when did you see the shifting in your writing uh, taking place? Um, it was within the past year or so. It was like uh, my mom, my first book, she was like, um, I'm not reading that. Yeah. It's cursing. There's sex in there. And she just was not. And it bothered me so much. But it wasn't. It was because it was my mother saying it, but you have your own convictions. Because you can say things and then, then you can say things. So there is a way that you can relay the message. But starting off as a, a, a author, I started off with just a desire to write. I've, I've, I've always read. I've always journaled all my life. So I just wanted to write. So and, and, and with me, it's like wherever I'm at mentally, spiritually, emotionally, it comes out in your writing. Yeah, we yes, we make up different characters, but 
with me, I, and every character has a part of you in it, some kind of way, whether it's a little lingo or whatever it may be. So at that time when I wrote that, I guess that's where I was um, mentally. I was talking to somebody the other day, and they were like, um, uh, talking about being in touch with your sexuality. And I said, well, the way I was raised, I never was. I think I just became, even after I had five kids, about three or four years ago. So I said, and I think when I wrote that book, because I finally was in touch, I just lost my mind. <laughs> yeah, and your and mother I said, wrote, wait a minute, you was raised <laughs> on the church pew. What is this? <laughs> she did. She did. But everything is a process. And it, it may yeah. look one way. But God knows the way that it's going because he knows yeah. the ending before the beginning. So I had to go through that to get to where I'm going right here. That, that, I, I, that's what, because writing it opened up so many other things to where um, uh, I create, like, um, writing companions to help aspiring authors, even authors, you know, put their stories together in the book and and I, and made it into a um it's a spiral notebook. It's like awesome. I use it myself to write just to stay on top of everything. It's for fiction and nonfiction um, writers. And had I not started writing, I wouldn't went there and I wouldn't be able. There's an audience that we all, mm-hmm. that God is targeting us to reach. Even though, you know, with our brand, we have to know our audience, but there is a certain audience that we all have to touch, touch and connect with just so God can give the glory and use our mess for a message to help somebody else. So, I know I had to go through all the crazy stuff that I've gone through in my life and write that just to get to this area. So within, my, like, my last book was is called The Case Manager, and it's about girls in a group home that were abused, you know, and I, mm. it's a really heart-wrenching, but in that book, it, it, that was my complete shift. It completely oh. changed into where I'm writing right now. And that book took me, probably a year to write only because I kept stopping and then I would write something else because it was like I didn't know where I wanted to go. But, you know, sometimes you have to just sit still and just listen to that little voice. And I had to just sit still and calm everything else, turn the radio down, the volume, the noise around me down just so I can hear what I needed to write. And so many people have been saying how it touched them to really to try and get some counseling to um forgive and different things like that and that was my purpose because I know I've harbored some things in my heart blocking my own blessings and that I had to let go and be healed from so it may be some you know I write crazy things where you're going to dislike certain people certain things like that but there's always a message in it and you know the reviews that I got saying those things I was so appreciative because that's the message that I wanted to get across that's the message. That's the message. And I think that's the challenge for all of us uh, is to whatever we're doing and whatever we do, that uh, there's an embedded message um, in it. And I think people are looking for that. I think people are looking for authenticity, looking for um, ways out, looking for instruction in they may not know what they're looking for, and they may not even know what to ask for. But mm-hmm. picking up a book like the case manager is a way, is an answer that they didn't even know they were looking for. Yes. And so I the writing the process. Was... Okay, oh, so I'm sorry. Oh no, go go go! Yes. No, I said I didn't even know the book was going to even go in that direction. I had a whole other concept for the book. But as I wrote, it just took off and went into that other direction to where I shocked myself. (laughs) (laughs) 
how you shocked yourself. Uh, Listeners, hey, if if you just tuned in, welcome to the Charvette Mitchell Radio Show. We are live. This is live. Welcome to those that are listening in from Facebook Live and from all of our broadcast stations and rebroadcast stations and our podcast listeners on iTunes. Hey, welcome. We're chatting it up here with author and publisher LaToya Chandler. Uh, LaToya, while they are listening, uh, let, uh, let them know how they can just connect with you and uh, find out more about the books you have put out. I am on Facebook, LaToya Chandler. I have a, my like page, author LaToya Chandler. Um, Instagram, LaToya Chandler. Everything is in Twitter. Also, uh, my website, it's Called the Hustler Mom and Heels. Um, dot com. Uh, I'm gonna put my. I'm transitioning and rebranding. I do have another website, LatoyaChandler. dot com, but I'm moving that over to the other one just to put everything together. Um, so you can reach me on either. Um, and I'm on Amazon also. So if you put in my name all of my books will come up. All right, there you have it. And uh, I'm hanging out on your Facebook page right now because uh, this is reality radio, and there's a young lady mm-hmm. uh, named Colleen who put a post on your page, and she said, um, this is the second time reading your book, and I, you know, I'm still speechless. Hits home like you were writing my story. Awesome job. Review coming soon. Wow, like you were writing her story. And, and I don't even know what book she's talking about. She's talking about the case manager. Um, mm. cause she's been through some of the things. And a couple of people told me, you know, one girl told me she actually was in a group home. And she remembered going through certain things. And, and it, it, it just amazed me and it brought tears to my eyes because I made all of that stuff up. My like, God. It just came to my mind. It was none of that in that book had anything to do with me. I mean, certain things like... um when I said that the girl gets up every Sunday morning and dresses her kids to watch Joel Osteen, well, if I don't go to church, I get up and I go in the living room and with my clothes on because you can't go to church with no clothes on. <laughs> <And> I watch <laughs> Joel Osteen. <laughs> so, like, certain little things like that, that that's me. You know, little things like that. But as far as the abuse and the different things that the girls went through, and they went through so much, and, and as I was writing, I would cry a little because I'm like, mm. it's like I felt their pain, and these people weren't even real. But, and you know, as I read different reviews, I said, I guess I was feeling someone else's pain and didn't even know yeah. what I was doing. That's divine. That sounds like that sounds divine. I mean, and mm-hmm. if this wasn't something that happened to you and this was something really you thought just made up and it, and it just the story unfolded to you and then for somebody, a reader, to say, mm-hmm. I feel like you were telling my story, uh, we can only attribute that to the divine only. Yes. Wow. Yes. We can only attribute it there. And so um, the case manager um, in, in the subtopic, Enabling Her Misery, One Felony at a Time, uh, they can pick that up on Amazon? Yes, and if you, yes, for the um, the ebook and for the paperback, um, you it's easier to come to me because it's cheaper. I'm going to update the website with it, but people have been inboxing me, and I'm fixing it so I could. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to. Um, I have some orders to go out already, but if you inbox or email me, I can you know get books out. I'm I'm working on um, going into Barnes and Noble out here. Uh, the ladies are waiting for me to finish the books. I've been telling her about it, so I think mm. this is just going to set the stage for me to just take 
my writing and everything a little further, you know. Wow. So can it. you give us a sneak peek of, you know, I don't know if you have the title or if you're revealing that. Can you give us any sneak peeks uh, on what we can expect? Well, the unspoken, unspoken words is my next one, and I, that's the one that I was saying about the pastor with the um, the, the son that's born um, deaf. Okay. Uh, that's my next one. After that, I may do a spinoff from um, the case manager, but it'll be totally different, and that one will be a little crazy. <laughs> it'll be like a, um, um, a suspense mystery book. It'll be different, but then I have an, another one, um, it's another Christian fiction. I think it's called God Give Me a Sign or something. I Need a Sign or something like that. I can't remember the exact name, um, but I have so many things written down. It's just like I want to write everything and, you know, just mm. keep writing, but my life is in the way. But you know what? In, <laughs> in, due, in due season, it's yes. going to happen where I can do this full time. I know it's coming, so I'm going to keep yes. being patient. <laughs> I am telling you, and I, I the <laughs> The book cover, uh, and, and again, I'm hanging out on your Facebook page. So the book cover mm-hmm. for Unspoken Words is incredibly powerful. When I saw it, and it was a pre-made cover because some um, graphic designers they make pre-made book covers. And yeah. I was in the group, um, and I saw it. I was like, Oh my god! And I, I said, I have to have it. I didn't even know what I was going to write about. It. I just had to have it. And I showed my daughter, and she said, Unspoken Words. And I said, mm-hmm. Really? And then I use it, and then um, I've been studying about being deaf because this is something that I wanted to write about. Don't know why, I just did. And I've been studying for like a year. And then as I'm looking at that and I was talking to my daughter or someone, it came to me. I'm like, oh, my God, this is my Christian fiction book. This is the one. This is it. This is going to be about the death kid. And I was so excited. And, and from there, I just, you know, started writing and, you know, journaling and brainstorming and putting things together. And it's just the whole story is in my head. I just have to mm. put it down on paper to make it come out the way I see it in my head. Wow. That's that's a gift. And I think that uh, people who are gifted writers, that's, that's often how how it is. It has all come together. I love a quote that you you have that says uh, related to this book that says sometimes the words we leave unspoken are the most important ones that should have been said. And that's mm-hmm. an anonymous quote. Let me say that again, listeners. Make sure you caught that. Sometimes the words we leave unspoken are the most important ones that should have been said. Wow. That's something to think about and shoot on. Yeah. In all of my books, at the beginning of every chapter, there's a quote that relates to that chapter because I love quotes, I love words, I love inspiration. It's just, so it's just like when I'm in a, you know, a, a, a down place, I feel so uncomfortable because I'm just so used to the inspiration, the words, different things, you know, the words inspiring me so it's, it's if I don't if I can't get up from there it's just like I, I fall apart because I'm just so used to being inspirational but you know I know you know sometimes the inspire needs inspiration so <laughs> yes but I, I, absolutely yeah. absolutely I also love that um you say one thing that uh you say and this is a quote 
I'm quoting you. One thing mm-hmm. I will not do is give you a boring storyline. People, please don't be boring. I was actually having a conversation uh, with my, my biz bestie <laughs> before I jumped on the show, uh, and we were just making a comment. We were like, we hope such a the situation isn't boring, uh, but mm-hmm. not you, but this was related to something mm-hmm. else. Okay, so now I'm putting my mm-hmm. foot in my mouth. But um, you, <laughs> one thing you are committed to your readers is the storyline won't be boring. Yes, because I don't like boring. I mean, yeah, it's just, I just, there's so many books out there. A lot, some of them have the same type of storyline or whatever. I just want to be different because I think, you know, we're all uniquely made. So there has to be something unique about you. So I just make sure that all my stories is something different. And before I write a book, it's like how the case manager was good and the one before that was good and the torn series was good, I just pray, God, whatever you gave me to write that, can you give me that to write this and make it better? That's my mm. prayer. <laughs> I'm like, God, yeah. I need that. I, I need whatever that was. And that's my prayer all the time. And then it'll be, it'll it'll just come to me. And it's just crazy. I, you know, you have to keep a pen and paper near you. Thank God for the iPhone that has the note pages because mine is completely full. Because <laughs> you can just be sitting anywhere and I'm putting notes in my phone. I'm writing. I have notes everywhere. I have so many different notebooks. That's why I started making journals because I need them for myself. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Because I just, I, I'm always writing something down. Any little thing, I can read something, see something, watching TV and something will come to me and I'll just write it down. And then yeah. as I'm writing, I'm like, oh, my God, I, re- I remember something with that. Then I'll go look it up and write it. It's just amazing just how it is and how, how our minds are. It, it just, it amazes me. Absolutely. Good, uh, it is amazing. And so talk a little bit about, um, as in, and we begin to wrap up the show here, um, the mm-hmm. publisher side of you, are you uh, able to assist anyone that's looking for a publisher at this point? I can. I, yes, I can. And that's something that I've been doing is helping a few people um, um, self-publish if they want, instead mm-hmm. of going through a publisher, you know, like, mentor and coach them into um, being able to self-publish and show them the steps because there's a lot of little pieces there that people don't know and I think that everyone should just go for self-publishing unless you get with a major publishing company. I mean, not saying anything against me because I'm good to the the, um, authors that I do have signed under me, but it's just a great liberating experience for yourself just to, to do it yourself and have your own and have your own what do they call it? A authorship instead of mm-hmm. no entrepreneur, a entrepreneur to 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 have that because the books are your business. I mean, it's the same thing as having a business. It's the same. It it is a business. So and yeah. that's some of the things that people don't know, and I just try to show them the little ins and outs and little things that I've learned because I had to make a lot of mistakes to get it right, mm. and I still make some now, but. I don't let it stop me. I okay, I learned that. Let me move on and fix this. Right. Sometimes it annoys me, but um I've learned a lot of little mistakes and if I could help somebody avoid certain mistakes, I'm here for it. Here for it. Uh so Latoya, how can they get and hold in contact with you uh for the publishing side? Uh, you can e- email me at uh, oh oh 
<laughs> email me at also Latoya Chandler at gmail dot com because my other website I'm I'm revamping everything unfortunately, but it's not it's always not unfortunate it's good because we're rebranding yeah. everything. Um, but also Latoya Chandler at gmail dot com. Um, and just put publishing in the um the regarding the, uh, box, the subject the subject box. <laughs> yes. And, All um, right. Yeah. Fabulous. And uh, the last question I have for you, the goal of my show is to motivate, excite, and influence. What continues mm-hmm. to motivate you? My kids, my children. Um, when I was younger, um, a little thing about me, my first time having sex at 14, 15, I got pregnant. And I was told I wouldn't be no good but except on my back. And that haunted me and stuck with me for so long. But then I realized when you get knocked down, you got to look up to something. So I had to look up to the hills where my help came from. So I needed to be on my back so I could see God to help me and bring me through. I mean, I'm here as a working single mom of five, and I do it. And if I can, you can, by the grace of God. You mess up. God gives you grace and mercy every day over again. But you can it, it, it can happen because there's nothing too hard for God at all. So my inspirational encouragement to everybody, it's not over until God says it's over. No matter what you're going through, no matter what it looks like, it may look like it ain't going anywhere right now, but it is going somewhere because you don't see the end result, but there is a blessing at the end of it. It has to be because that's just how God works. Absolutely, and as uh, I said earlier in the last uh, uh, segment, Elder Roz Brown says, God still got time. Mm-hmm. However late or off track or off schedule you think something is, he still got time. He still got time to move. Well, it's been great having you on the show and hearing about the upcoming book. Uh, thank you thank so you much for, for stopping me. by and just sharing. Yes, thank you Thank you, you so for having much. me. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. All right, listeners, um, that's going to be a wrap for today. As always, you can jump over to charvette.com and see the full bios for all of our guests and check out any of the replays uh, of any of our past shows. And, uh, of course, if you're hanging out on Facebook, uh, you can share, share, share uh, the actual uh, Facebook Live of our broadcast. And you know what? We're going to see you guys next week with another amazing show. Bye. Live from Richmond, Virginia, you've been listening to the Charvette Mitchell Radio Show. Catch Charvette Mitchell every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Interviewing all the stars you want to hear from. So until next week, stay motivated, excited, and influenced. This is the Charvette Mitchell Radio Show.